Welcome to this week's episode of Hindsight Movie Podcast. This week we're discussing Dude Where's My Car, directed by Danny Leaner or Liner. Leaner's funnier because of... Because of Wiener. Yeah, it sounds like Wiener. Um, this film is part of our mystery uh, mystery theme. Not necessarily mystery genre movies, but movies that have mysteries in them. Yes, movies that are somehow mysterious. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. So that was Alyssa and I'm Matt. And Alyssa has some background information on this film for us before we dive into our impressions. Indeed. All right. Dude, Where's My Car came out in the year 2000, which, what a year, right? (laughs) (laughs) Seems much longer ago than it was. It does. Kind of the opposite, actually, I guess. It it really does. Feels like yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, thank God it wasn't, though. Whew. So, Ashton Kutcher had been around... Well, okay, let me go through the cast real quick. So we got Ashton Kutcher, Sean William Scott, who is a relic of the 2000s, I would say. (laughs) Christy Swanson, Jennifer Garner. And then we've got some, like, random people in here. Um, David Herman, Hal Sparks, Charlie O'Connell, Andy Dick. Yeah. uh, As the Mark who was in the cage. All kinds of just, like, weird, again, weird faces that... You've seen the face, but you could never put a name to that person. So can't put a name to Andy Dick. You can put a name to Andy Dick, but yeah, a lot of cameos from people who I guess were famous at the time. Yeah, and who have seemed to have fallen off. I mean, Andy Dick still does his own thing. Yeah. I think he's still a Dick somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So it came out December fifteenth of two thousand. It was about eighty-two minutes long, which is. One of the shortest movies we've ever watched, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, $13 million budget, $73 million worldwide box office. So a modest success. Mm-hmm. Uh, just ravaged by critics at the time. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> but it did have a pretty big cult following. Um, it also has the most 2000s, late 90s soundtrack of any movie mm. I have ever listened to. Yep. We've got Good Charlotte. We've got Some 41. We have a fair amount of Smash Mouth here and there. Grand Theft Audio, Harvey I mean, Danger. Shrek, Shrek came out shortly after this. Mm-hmm. So, gotta have the Smash Mouth. Oh, you gotta have the Smash Mouth. Well, I remember Rat Race came out around this time, <laughs> and they had that like all-star concert oh thing my God. in it, right? Yeah. It just gave me like... Ugh. Wow. That was also Sean William Scott in that movie, I think. Oh, my God. Or maybe and, that was uh, Seth Green. Or maybe they were both in it. I don't really know. I don't even know that it matters, actually. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in 10 years. At, at least. least. Yeah. Ashton Kutcher had been around for a couple years by the time this movie came out. But this well, was... Well, that 70s show must That 70s been. show started in 1988. Okay. But this was one of his big, like, mainstream debuts to the american public and he looks a little different in this movie than Mm -hmm. he looks now (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's funny how celebrities look better as they get older they do a lot of them they really do and yeah i mean sean william scott had been i don't know he had was just up and coming too like the american pie stuff only started in 1999 it looked like 
Mm-hmm. And then he did a lot in 2000. So this was pretty early for both of them at the time. And Jennifer Garner, who she started Alias the year after this. I don't know that she did a whole lot before this movie. She must not have. No, I mean, she a has a couple part. of like cameos and stuff. And then yeah. she blew up. I mean, she's the most successful of all of them, probably. I would argue. She's yeah. I definitely mean, up Ash- there. Yeah, she's definitely. She and more Ashton Kutcher are probably. Ashton Kutcher, I yeah. Would say. They're, well, they're In probably ways. like, yeah. yeah. They're comparable, yeah. I would say. But she Ashton is, Kutcher has an adorable family, too. He, he does. And a really hot wife, as we've discussed. Hot and talented. Mm hmm. Mm. <laughs> okay. She's somewhat talented. A discussion for another day. Yeah, Dis- yeah we'll, we'll get to the Bila Kunis discussion yeah. other times. You know what? She's super likable. She is. All right. I like her a lot. Tabling this. Um, yeah, and speaking of tabling things, um, the, <laughs> the recording environments may not be ideal right now. We are in the same room mm-hmm. for once in a long time. Yep. Um, so that's kind of exciting, but we are abroad, not in our usual home studios, so the audio quality might not be fantastic. So we apologize in advance for that. But on another note, let's just uh, launch into our overall reviews and thoughts about this film. Why don't you start? Okay, I'll start. Well, this has an 18% on Rotten Tomatoes, even now, which I think is pretty harsh. I would agree. Yeah. um, I can see why it would not be uh, really greatly received. Considering a lot of the content is very, 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 very dated. Oh, yeah. Which is funny for a film that's only 18 years old. It's Ye- incredible <laughs> to me. Like, I mean, obviously there's still serious issues. But we seem to have come a long way in terms of the, the types of content that are allowed and accepted by audiences now compared to this with the stereotypes um, and there Asian are a lot of types all, all sorts of stereotypes actually our homosexual characters yeah. our transgender characters right. our females yeah females are really shit on in this movie yeah which is unfortunate and it's you know it's kind of relieving when you look back and you're like wow so none of that would play today it's kind of mm-hmm. cool yeah it's i don't think this movie deserves an 18 percent because for many reasons but like this was a stupid movie yeah this is by far one of the stupidest movies i have ever watched but i am pretty sure that nobody at the beginning of this film set out to make a smart movie yeah in one way or another it was it seemed to be a it was like the whole movie was a pitch a pitch for jokes yeah and they threw them in they were like these might land they might not yeah. But they land for us, which I can respect. Yeah, it did. You had mentioned when we were watching this that it felt like a sketch show. And it, yeah. it does in a lot of ways. It, yeah. Like you just throw I one almost, scene after another and see like what hits. Yeah, if either of these... I don't think uh, Ashton Kutcher and Sean William Scott, neither of them were on SNL, right? No. At any point. Mm-mm. But I had... If they were, I would have assumed this was an SNL sketch turn movie. Like, right. It like felt Night like at the Roxbury or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, having said that, I don't think it deserves 18% because I think it's kind of quirky and unique and original. It, it 
take some cool risks i think like Mm -hmm. the the ideas are so wacky and the story is really you know it's a really roundabout story it goes all over the place but it kind of ties up neatly at the end yeah and you can't say they don't commit no they they go 100 percent for all their jokes and everything that they throw at this movie yeah and it seemed like they had fun making it which is cool Mm -hmm. that's always cool yeah for sure so i don't know i mean 18 percent is like that's horrible. It, it's, yeah. There's very few movies that deserve that. And yeah. I don't think this does. And this I'm movie's surprised. not Jupiter Ascending, guys. <laughs> yeah. That's su- a true garbage movie. Yeah, so that is way too low for this. And I, I was surprised because I had always thought this had a cult following. And it does. It, so it why does. aren't they on there? Um, I mean... You know, I, yeah. I I can't say. I don't know why. It's weird. Probably at this point, nobody's going on Rotten Tomatoes to rate Dude, my Where's My Car <laughs> at all. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. It's kind of a retroactive uh, validation. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got to get to this because I have some... I've been thinking about this movie because we watched it yesterday. Mm-hmm. I have some interesting questions to me anyway. These guys were just kind of thrown in their life right at the beginning of the movie. That's how it starts. They just wake up. They're doing their thing. They find random people in their house. They're watching Animal Planet. And then they start talking about their girlfriends, the twins. Mm -hmm. Which leads me to the question. We don't get a lot of background about these guys. Did they meet because they're dating sisters? Or are they like... BFFs from way back in the day, and they just happen to be dating twin sisters. I think the latter. I think they were already friends, hmm. and they because they said they'd only been date they'd been dating these girls for a year. For a year, but they seemed like they'd been friends longer. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But that brings up an interesting point. We really don't have any background on these characters like minimal we know that they're bad pizza delivery men that worked for mr pizza coli and that they have girlfriends that they've been dating for roughly a year right yeah well i think the idea is that they're stoners i mean they're Mm -hmm. they're trying to be a stereotype they're trying to be an archetype that everybody can just immediately recognize as a type of person and i did I yeah. didn't think about the lack of background until right. today. I didn't. It didn't occur to me at all while I was watching the movie. Everybody knows people like this. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to the exaggerated right. degree, but, but certainly people that you could, you know, pigeonhole into the stereotype. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. You're bringing all your background experience and attaching it to these characters. Definitely. Which is fine for a movie like this. I think it's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't really need to know all of that. yeah yeah that's fair so what did you think of the humor did you find it funny i found it a lot funnier than i thought i was going to find it like i I thought i was just gonna think this was stupid and i was gonna suffer my way through it but some parts of it i thought were really funny um i know they had some terrible stereotypes but the asian lady asking and then a million times like i thought that was it played for me every time they they brought it up yeah it was weird. It, it it was one of those things where that's just something you attach to the movie. Mm-hmm. They're trying yeah. to make a quote there. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. I mean, I thought, yeah, I thought some of the stupid stuff was really funny. I liked how cartoony it was. Mm-hmm. Kind of reminded me of uh, 
Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. Oh, I remember that show. Right? It was oh, like yeah. an adult version of that show yeah. to me, with all the sound effects yeah. and the crazy things that they were doing that seemed like mm-hmm. a normal human couldn't do. Yeah, and ridiculous scenarios. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was unique. I mean, I, I don't like to use the word quirky, but I think it works really well in this case. <laughs> Please just don't describe yourself as quirky. I'm a whimsical, quirky girl who loves art and yeah. anthropology. Wow. That's it. Aren't you just the deviant art stereotype? Oh, deviant That's... Please. I'm bringing it back to the 2000s. That's like... Inst- oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I did spend some time on Insta- or, uh, deviant art oh, back in the day. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay. So, how about... You know, speaking of the characters and their archetypes, what did you think of their bromance? Do you find that kind of... We were talking earlier about how it was a little, like, exaggerated. I think we don't get movies with bromances quite like this anymore. So it felt... There was a period of time where we had a lot of bromances. Like, we had the Scrubs thing, which went on forever. We had this movie. We had all kinds of, like, little movies, like Stoner, Harold and Kumar. Mm. These sort of, like, bro people doing stuff together. <clears throat> and there's always, not always, I should say, oftentimes a lot of really homoerotic undertones. Like, clearly in this movie when they make out in the car. And they're mm. like, oh, I, don't, I don't mind. You know, they're terrified of the transgender woman who still has the penis. Yeah. But they're fine making out in a car together, which is <laughs> a little odd. But part of that is because the whole like gay thing was still a big joke back then. Right. Like you ever that was people were at the butt of the joke, you know, like homosexuals were always the butt of the joke. Because, right. You know, I mean, they said that about the uh, the Nordic dudes mm-hmm. aliens yeah They're like those totally gay nordic dudes and that's this i feel like is also the period of time where people were always using the like oh that's so gay for yeah. like stuff that was not cool or whatever yeah. you know it was a derogatory term and i just find it interesting that we don't have a lot of bromances like that anymore and i think part of it is because being gay is not a joke now right like as an identity like that's not a joke you can actually write gay characters who are fully developed and not just there for people's laughs. And that sort of, like, intimacy and romance isn't... It's just not funny, like, how people are trying to make it funny in the 2000s. Yeah, well, it's not shocking. Right. It doesn't It doesn't have any effect on you anymore. Right, yeah. So, which I think is clearly a good thing, but it is interesting how pervasive... Yeah, that I mean, sort it's of... just surprising again that this was only... Only 18 know, years ago. Almost, yeah. Yeah. And it almost feels like a whole different world. It does. Yeah. Yeah, it's super goofy to think about it that way. But it's a good thing. It's a nice uh, nice little show of progress. Yeah. I mean, because just thinking about the transgender woman that they keep running into, right. like they're just horrified yeah. at, of her like all the time. But for whatever reason, they can make out in a car as long as, you know, they're clearly straight because they still want to have sex with women. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's good that we don't portray bro time like that anymore. But it is interesting because it was a big deal for a while. Yeah. Like, a lot of storylines <laughs> like that for a while. Right. 
Whew. And fun fact, David Leaner, since we're going with that pronunciation, I think mm-hmm. also directed Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Oh, really? Yeah. So this guy. Well, there's no surprise there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I guess it's a little hypocritical that we're <laughs> saying that Leaner sounds funny because it sounds like Wiener. Well, that's just because Wiener is a funny word. And True. Uh, male anatomy is and always will be funny looking. That's true. That doesn't have anything to do with sexual preference. <laughs> That's just a fact. Anybody's going to say that. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about our theme. How well does this one fit into our theme of mystery movies? I would like to say that if we're going to talk about genre, because I think it's it's something to bring up even though it's not technically our theme. Mm-hmm. This movie, I think, is when it comes down to it, is more of a an adventure me it's it really follows the hero's journey it's got a couple of uh, characters that go on a quest they have one goal and they get led around all of these different challenges basically it's basically trials they're always trying to get back Mm -hmm. to their car yeah they keep having tasks that they have to complete yeah to get what it is a classical greek hero's tale i would agree genre wise i would definitely agree with that but, guys, the mystery is in the title of the movie. <laughs> you cannot tell me that this is not a movie with a fair amount of mystery in it. Because we don't know where his car is. We have to spend the whole movie figuring out where the car is. This is the central mystery. And then we also throw in the like tra- continuum transfunctioner mystery, too. Mm-hmm. And like that's sort of interesting. But but these guys, they got to find their car, you know? This is the mystery. Yeah, and they follow that thread throughout the whole film. They do. They are constantly trying to answer that one question. Mm-hmm. These characters, at least. The other characters have other motivations. Mm-hmm. But, but this these is literally... two... Jesse and Chester, I don't think we've said their names yet. Jesse and Chester, they got to find their car. And they keep going. Every every corner they turn, there is another mystery that they have to uncover. Right. In pursuit of the primary mystery, which is finding their car. Yeah, and also as an audience, I think the main drive here is wondering where their car is. I mean, yeah. that, that seemed to be what kept me... Mm-hmm. attentive to the film the whole time was yeah this rid- i wanted to know where the hell the car was this ridiculous adventure that they've gone on ultimately yeah you want to find out like what did they do what could possibly have happened to their car <laughs> right at this point yeah we're dealing with aliens and nordic dudes and you just want to know uh beautiful large-breasted women right or Fake breasted sluts. Fake, yeah. Say. All right, so we got we got to cover this real quick. Ugh. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> this movie is stupid. It's so so stupid because it is so stupid. I, to a certain degree, will give it a pass for its treatment of female characters. Really? No, to a degree, not not fully. Right. Because clearly, like, all of the women in this movie are being treated as sex objects. Like, their present from the, like, gods of the galaxy or whatever is a necklace to make their girlfriends more attractive. Like, uh, come on. Yeah. I, I, what else is there to say about that? But this is a movie you know, with people that hopefully no one in their right mind is planning on emulating or living their life like this. It's so 
so stupid. It yeah, defies it, it realism. Be, it's it, so stupid. Do you think it's satirizing male culture? Or do you think it's... I mean, I want reading, it to, you, but I don't think it is. <laughs> it doesn't seem that way. No. It doesn't seem like the team behind this has that goal in mind. It seems just like crazy, crazy juvenile humor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It doesn't bother me as much as other movies do. Like, in this, it's just kind of like, I'm like, ugh, stupid. And then it doesn't really register the same way. Right. Yeah, I mean, that, that, the closing scene, that, that was like cringy to watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be, have been back then. No, it was. It would have been funny. Yeah, it was really like teen humor back then. And I mean, it might still be now. Too old to get teen humor now. I don't know if it would be. Yeah, you're closer. Uh, you if you're would, a teen, you would please write in. I mean, I haven't been a teen uh, for The youth, years, but... please contact us. We have a lot of questions for you. <laughs> yeah, just about what it's like to grow up right now. Yeah. Okay, so let's go ahead and give it a out of five star rating and reminisce about our favorite part. My favorite part is still when the lady at the Chinese restaurant goes, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then. I love that. I thought that was so funny. I don't know why. It just it gets me every time. And I would give this, you know what? I'll give it two stars. That's a 40%, right? Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. give it two stars. Yeah. I mean, we're not really messing with percentage and chunks of stars. Mm-hmm. We're going whole stars. It's much easier. Yeah. It gets two stars for me. Yeah. It is not a great movie, but it's not complete garbage. It's It's... Mostly garbage, but not completely garbage. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it's like mediocre. It's mm-hmm. a little bit. It's below mediocre. Yeah. Um, so I would probably, I would second the two star. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Um, and my favorite part was <laughs> when the Nordic dudes were saying, we are now going to banish you to Hoboken, New Jersey. <laughs> 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 I thought that was really clever. I laughed out loud. Very hard about that. <laughs> you did. You did. <laughs> I just wasn't expecting that type of, like, that was pretty pretty funny, clever humor yeah. <laughs> out of this really juvenile, low-hanging yeah. fruit type of terrible, stupid humor. That humor is much more contextual. Like, yeah. If you're from the East Coast, that'll be funny <laughs> to you. Right. Well, I think everybody knows that New yeah. Jersey's got oh, that reputation. Yeah. But <laughs> New Jersey's always been the butt of the joke. Yeah. Poor New Jersey. Okay. Well, thank you so much for listening. And uh, we will be back next week with Old Boy, the Korean version, not the American remake with who was in it? Isn't Samuel L. Jackson in that Yeah, movie? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, no, the original Korean version, which is on Netflix. And um, we will then have a wrap-up episode where we talk about all three of these movies and compare them considering our theme. So look forward to that. And thanks again so much for listening, and we will catch you next time. Dun, 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 dun.